1: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we talk about some particular um, important going ons at Rangers this weekend. First of all, a massive welcome to all the listeners who are watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Please do get involved with your comments tonight on what your what your thoughts are on the big news. And that news is a welcome to Philippe Clement, or if you are from the south side of Glasgow, old Phil Clement. Um, but that, that discussion on how we say his name is for another pod. Here to run through the... The deep dive of the appointment and what this means for Rangers It's first of all Davey T, how are you my friend?
2: Yeah, great, thanks um, Yeah, we've done a news show this morning Heard the heard the, news, the first news came through about 10 o'clock I think Threw a quick pod together with Shona Very intelligent Rangers Known Shona So, oh, really delighted And I, I, I believe my family's listening in today So, my two cousins, so all the best to them
1: Yep. Yeah, all the best to the Tomlonsons. Um If MD, if MD is looking for what David gets up to on a Sunday night, if you think he's up to any good, then you're right. He's always here, um, causing mischief. Also, join us for the Deep South. It's Mason. How are you, my friend?
3: Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Colin. Good to good to be on. Um, I, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but the last time we had a, a a managerial appointment on a Sunday it was Pedro Cachina, So uh, I'm hoping this one goes
1: <laughs> a lot better than that, <laughs> but um, but I'm glad it's sorted. And uh, yeah, the, out of the names, he was he was my my pick. So, um, but just listen, I just hope he gets us winning again. Well, all I'm got to say is Pedro was exciting. Okay, like throughout his tenure, for the wrong reasons, obviously. But I mean, <laughs> like by the end of watching Michael Bailey, it was like Dow's Valium. But honestly, I thought it was spiked with acid <laughs> when I watched Pedro Cucina's Rangers. So. You can't say you weren't bored. Um also joining us Shona, how are you today?
4: Yeah, I'm very well. I don't think we'll see uh Clement hiding uh, in bushes anytime soon, but uh, no looking looking forward to talking about tonight and uh, just enjoying some Belgian chocolate again and some popcorn and Mexico. Uh, Mexical. Mm.
3: <laughs>
1: And alas, by no means waste making it uh, a quintuple tonight. Trolling um, at his deathbed, um, no feeling too well, but he wants to come on and talk about Rangers. That's dedication for you. It is, of course, Scott. How are you?
5: Aye, not bad, Colin. Not bad at all. I thought I better come on the pod and front up, Shona, That's how much I'm an animal, you know. Come on, take my medicine and then make piss everybody off and leave again. Basically, that's what I'm going to do tonight.
1: Okay, so before you <laughs> before you go and piss us off, I do want to get the initial thoughts of the other four then. So so David, talk me through um your initial feelings. Are you you happy about come on for them to miss um, the the pod this morning? You relieved. How how what's your brief thoughts on the appointment?
2: Okay, well I'll start back before the when it was two, um Actually, I, I was worried, and I am still worried that Clement a bit the, uses the horseshoe kind of football. I was worried about that, and I was a bit worried that Muscat is a bit um, Warburton. You know, he's got Plan A, but hasn't a hasn't a clue about, about Plan B. So um, now that Clement's over. Uh, then I'm just sort of i I'm worried that, that we get into this horseshoe. I hope he's more positive than uh, than Geo was, because the horseshoe was just a, a pain in the neck to watch. It was just as boring as hell, and I hope that uh, the only thing is I know I know Clement changes changes the system quite a lot. He goes from from four three three to four two two or four four two. Sorry, and uh, I hope. Uh, he's a far more attacking style than, than Gio because Gio was quite happy to, pay, to play about half an hour just passing the ball around the defenders and I hope we don't get that again
1: Mason I'm right in saying you're fairly positive about this um, this appointment i um, I don't know previous conversations we've had you have spoken about his relative success in belgium but that, um coupled with his demise in france i suppose what, what's your feelings
3: yeah i think uh, looking at looking at the names as i said earlier and and we kept getting the, the list up in the chat with you know the, who the bookies had favorite and you know there was none really there that that was the obvious choice and i think that's been a good thing because i think we as a support um, we all wanted Gio, or, or most of us wanted Gio when he was appointed. And then there, there was a large number of the support that wanted Bill. Um, so it's fair to say the support has got the last two, majority of the support has got the last two wrong. But um, in terms of what you look at Clement and you look at his time in Belgium, um, a very, I'd say, a similar similar league to ours, um, probably a little bit better in terms of overall quality. Um, I think, you know, to, to win three league titles there, uh, someone that's proven that there's won stuff in Europe as well. Um, I think is a good thing. Obviously, I, I, I know if you look at his last job in, in in Monaco in France, which which didn't end well at all, um, which I'm sure Scott's gonna gonna come on to. But but I wanted someone that's that's got success of winning winning league titles and uh, trophies, and, and and he's got that. Um, and as I said, the names that was on the list, there weren't many that we could, that you could sit there and say that they've that, that, that won stuff in the, in the past. So. Um, you know the managers like Graham Potter, and people, we was never gonna get someone like Graham Potter, and you know he hasn't won uh, a hell of a lot. So uh, in terms of a, pr- a proper football manager that, that's won stuff, yeah, I think that's that's what we have gotta try and be optimistic with. But in saying that, we've gotta be we've gotta be patient as well. And I know we are a real impatient in- support because as I said before, I commented that this squad this squad needs needs guide again. And then it's the next couple of
1: windows, and uh, yeah, I just hope that that we we give him you know the time to do that. Sure. Now, obviously, you opened the pod with turning your Belgian chocolates. I know you have a, a can of Stella or two in the background, and after this, you're pulling out all the Jean Claude Van Dam DVDs. So I don't think we need to work too hard to guess how you feel. And <laughs> I think you're fairly happy tonight.
4: Absolutely. I think uh, out of the two, Clement was obviously my choice, doing my homework on both. I just felt at this moment in time, the players that we've got and uh, the team at the moment, he was going to fit in there straight away. I think he's a better fit than, Clement, uh, than Muscat at the moment. So you no, know, for me, I think it was all down to his CV, his experience in the Champions League as well. He's managed to get a result off of, uh, what was it, Real Madrid at one point. So uh, look, and, uh, I think he had a few results. A good res- a few good results in the Champions League, so look, for me, it was always going to be come on, I think, uh, like I, I see what people were saying about Muscari is his attacking style of play. But for me, I think at this moment in time, come on is exactly what we need. I think we need a guy that's going to be able to man manage these players, and I think with his experience and yeah, winning titles so far, and, and the way his uh, kind of playing style and managing managerial style is really going to suit our club. So that's why he signed a long contract. So yeah, looking forward to. Getting right aboard the the Clement train, as we say, choo choo.
1: So Scott, before I come to you, I think um, you've you've came prepared, man. Um, you've. You, you and I have got to talk through a wee bit of detail um, to v- provide your rationale, what we actually might see um, for on! So I'll hand over to you and for MD watching on YouTube, apologies in advance. I'm the tech guy tonight, uh, but I am also the guy who thinks YouTube is still an insult. So if anything goes wrong or you can't see it, just uh, shout out in the comments, uh, but I will do my best. Great
5: hey Colin, thanks very much. Um... First, first half, a shout-out to a guy who I've been working with recently at Inside Ibrox. He's uh, Gary Mulraney. I'll put his Twitter ID in the comments after i finish my spiel. Um, he's a first-team opposition analyst and a content creator for At The Maroon re- Report, um, Artificial T40, and at Inside Ibrox FS. So it's him that's created all the following slides. So thanks very much for that, mate. Um, first slide I want to get into. Um, it's picked six matches from Clemence time in Monaco, and it speaks about basically it's fake kind of March to the end of, end of March through April. And in these six matches, we averaged well, we scored 14 goals and we conceded uh, five goals. Um, that included a three and a one over PSG, which is pretty impressive, I've got to say myself. Um in his um matches, he played sort of th- three formations, which Sean has touched on before in terms of he's always got a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. So he went for a five-three two, um a four-four-two and a four-three-three, three, which he likes to kind of transition these through a match. Um <clears throat> I got a second slide now, Colin, but that's alright. Um so a four-three-three, good on a bit for me, mate. Doing a bit for me. So a four-three-three, as you can see, roughly, I think it's the second one. And I'm, I'm going to talk about. It plays with a sort of high back four, um, and then he's got two midfielders, so it could be an eight, and a six, and a ten, with two wingers and a a number nine, spearhead, all that. And then um, when he's played this, he scored. Sort of two, on average two goals a game he's used it 9 out of 12 matches and he's conceded one goal a game um, obviously with a high press this looks a pretty, a pretty good aggressive attacking formation for me Um, which is obviously what we're wanting to see my concern mainly is how we're going to get the ball up the park because he likes quite a patient build up um, which playing against a low block isn't really ideal um, and he's 4 4 2, which is the next formation over. He's got yeah. sort of two to back, with... get up a wee bit for me, Colin. Uh, so he's got two to back, where obviously high fullbacks, and then he's got two whole midfielders. It looks basically like a four two four formation for those that kind of see it. Um, on ease, I'm not going to get into statistics because the statistics don't look that great. Um, my concern again is how we're going to get the, how are we going to get the ball up the park. Um obviously I think he's going to use quite a lot of combination play, which Beale had spoke about previously. Um probably high, high full backs. Um he's got wingers in there, he's got two strikers, which I think Serial Dessels needs a strike partner up front to help him. Um and he's five four one, which is at the I just there, it's the middle one um he's used hold on is it doo, doo, doo. Aye, it's a very bottom formation Aye. so he's used a back three with two wing backs two home midfielders or two center mids um two wingers and a striker um that in me looks as if maybe we were transitioning out of possession so maybe we're holding but we're, we're sexy everybody would have seen it on the bill um that Lundström, Bielangio used Lundström to drop into a back three. So while we might um, not start with this, we might transition into it throughout a match. I think this is a formation you're going to see here in Europe and hard away days at like Hearts and we're going to Parkhead and all these type of places. Um should you go to the next slide for me, Colin? Uh, right, so how does it play? So as you can see here for the pie chart on the right-hand side, it's talking about build-up. He uses um, quite a lot of deep passing, obviously depending on the formation. I think on one of the things he used at Bruges was um, he switched to play an awful lot. Um, So it could be for flank to flank. Used a lot of build-up in the centre of the park, which obviously suits us because we've sold all our wingers. We've not got any wingers left. A a a low-tempo build-up for the back. We use a dribble overload on the wings. um, And then You've got the good old-fashioned heave-ho coming for Golton. You've got a long ball as well. So, basically, we were, uh, we're creating chances Is through overlapping runs um, flanks. He used 25%. You doing a bit for me, Colin? Um, he used 25% um, shots outside the box, which could come in handy against the low block. Um, there'll be a lot of combination play. Um, so that's chance creation. Just get A out of possession, then that'll be me, it'll be my rambling done, mate.
1: I mean, on that um on that shooting outside the box, that's music to my ears. How oh, often 100%. how often are we shouting for somebody to shoot outside the fucking box, man? 100
5: percent 100 percent And with the lights are um with the Cantwell and Lawrence coming back into a side you're gonna have quite a lot of you're gonna have that kind of option in the team. Um, so obviously what we're talking about out of possession here you've got your your high pressure zone which is a big green bar on the left hand side of the pie chart um, you've got um, a kind of vertical tactical system which is what we used to see with Steven Gerrard where his team would move side to side And so this is a team that's going to be used to doing that as well I think when it comes to being fluent it's going to take games Unfortunately for me, he's not got games to. He's he's not got games for us to click. This needs to come in and click now, so he needs to come up with a style of play that's going to work. Um, Hopefully, with a high press. Though I think the team's been built for a basic high press, and if I'm going to introduce that again, that's certainly music to me. So I hope that didn't come across as a pile of shite, but I've tried my best with it.
1: No, thank you very much, Trot. Um I was really interested when you were putting it over um, when we spoke earlier on the day. Um, and I did see a couple of comments asking um, is a low block, um, one of the John-Claude Van Damme moves that Shona was watching. But I think that we all know what the low block is. We see it every fucking second week. But no, thank you, Trot. And David, I think that probably puts a wee bit... Uh, context and analysis behind the concerns and discussions that we have um the last thing that Scott said there was this is why I need time to click um and if we want any chance of winning the league this season we don't have time but you know Mason said earlier about Rangers fans and being famously mm-hmm. fucking not you know, not ones for having patience. Um, I think we are going to have to need to persevere and have a bit of patience. Um, what I've seen through there is there's different styles of formation. We can play, on can play different styles depending on the challenge in front of you. We are going to need that, but again, we need to give whoever came in time, as far as I'm concerned.
2: David, sorry. Sure. Oh, sorry he you want to me. Yeah, well, you know at Rangers, you don't get time. Um, I think it's, it's great having all these uh, formations, but I think that the, the part of Bill's Beale, failure was that the players hadn't a clue what he was going on about and they just didn't understand what they were to do. And that, that sort of worries me to try and put in, in about three, four, five different formations into a team's head. The, the, the way I said it this morning, I just hope we, they, they let the, the players see a tape from the Rugby International last night, Ireland against the All Blacks, and say, listen, that's the way you need to play. See, with that heart and that passion, that's what we need to start with. That's the basic. You can teach them all the, the formations they want. See if they don't go out and, with, with heart and soul. It doesn't matter what formation you give them. When, when you've got Lundström standing, watching while a player hits a ball at the back of the net, when you've got goals and, and ducking down instead of going for a header, no formation in the world is going to change that. And that's what we need to change first. That's what he needs to change first. He needs to give the players heart and, and confidence. And then you can maybe start thinking about uh, formations. But we need need badly to get life and soul into that
1: team because they are just just a, yeah, I don't know what dead ducks just now and that's what we need to get first Mason, what do you think about Clement as a man manager? Um, and I'll open the question up, he's obviously announced his number two today, I don't know if you want to talk about that I mean, as man management, more than just one one player now, I, we're no grotty, the days are gone with Walter Smith can choosely like, know who to kick up the arse and know who to put a shoulder in. I think it works so well under Gerard under 55 because different man managers manage different men differently. Um I think that'll be important, the backroom staff as much as come on.
3: Listen, the, the backroom staff is is so important because in my opinion the last two managers have got their backroom staff completely wrong. Um you know uh, you look at look at Gio and and he brought in obviously who he who he knew but you hear the stories coming coming from you know the players, and you know even watching them, the training it just it didn't it didn't look right. And then Bill was the same. Bill just brought in all his all his mates. Really, none of them. Uh, uh, you know, you look through the CV, and none of them. You know, all youth sort of, in, in, you know, West Ham and Chelsea, but all youth, none, no no first team experience really. So that's gonna that's what to be honest, any manager that's what's gonna you know two big things recruitment and his backroom staff and he needs to get his backroom staff absolutely spot on. Um so it'll be interesting to see over the next few days who who what who that backroom staff is and, and, and another thing that's really important is we need some you know continuation of, of the backroom staff. We can't keep you know sacking managers and also paying off four or five coaches at a time. I think that that's something the board needs to look at and, and look at people that are going to be around the football club longer than just just um, Come on, but but I think I think we're gonna to touch on a little while, all this about style formations. Um I think we, comp- we the game is just not just after it, but everywhere, just overcomplicating things. We just wanna see a Rangers team that that's that's getting that team, especially in our league, that's playing on the front foot, um, you know, playing quick and, and then going for teams, and getting after teams. It's not, you know, it, it's not it's not for me it's it's not rocket science. Um, and we just want to see a, a, a winning Rangers, and not listen. If it's not pleasing on the eye all the time, but we're winning games, we'll accept that. There was periods under Walter Smith in, in his, his second belt, I, I can remember where some of the games were so dull, but we was winning most weeks. And the same with Alex McLeish and the players he had at his disposal. So we can we can go on about style formations, or all, all that matters is as I said, we're back being being number one, and that's that's his biggest task.
1: I, I think the style, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's probably where um, you know feelings of apprehension come from. But before we come to that, Sean, sure, I, I want to get your thoughts on what, do we overcomplicate in the modern game? I mean, no, sorry. We do overcomplicate in the modern game, but it's here in the city. Can we just disregard that? I mean, you look at Pep Guardiola, Man City, everybody knows where they should be at any given moment. Right, it's so over-technical. You need to be a mathematician. You know how to play the right-back in that team. But at the same time, I don't know if I maybe compare it to Liverpool. And there's probably a wee bit more of that blood, th- th- blood gut and thunder that David was talking about. And, you know, there's an onus on the players to play themselves back into the game. You know, <laughs> Is there a balance to be hit or does it have to be one or the other? I think there's always going to be a balance. I think it just depends on the type of manager
4: you're going to get. I think... Um... All these managers will have their different styles and different formations and whether it works for them in previous clubs and it's brought them some success. And I don't think that the same thing will carry on when they go into their their next managing career. Obviously, there'll be uh, obviously different formations for different games. I think Pep Guardiola sometimes uh, plays the likes of John Stones and the the lights in midfield, or this kind of um, more of a kind of defensive midfielder. And I think sometimes you'll see him will go back into the into defence. So I think obviously these formations can change. The style of play can change within a game, but I think what's very professional about Clement is that what, what he does is he actually sets up his team to the to to get into the other the opposition's weaknesses, and obviously it adapts he adapts the, the formation to suit his the style of players that you have at that club at that moment in time. So I actually think that you you are going to see a few few surprises, and I don't think that you're going to see a consistent same eleven week in week out. I think you will see. Depending on who we're playing against, I think what he will do is he will look at the who is best for that formation and that style of play for that game in that moment in time. Whether that's chopping and changing with the captaincy, I think I don't think that's going to happen just now. But look, I think um, it's quite refreshing that we've got a guy in that's going to be like, like I've always said, I think he's going to be like so I think he's a guy that studies a team about a week beforehand. He's got it all set up in his mind exactly what he wants to do. And then he'll actually try and find those players to app- uh, put the application through for... For that game and I think that is quite refreshing that we might see the likes of Tavernier getting dropped and Sterling coming in, other players playing in different positions going for the 4-4-2, maybe possibly at home, but it's slightly bit are obviously going to have more chances. I think for me, like Mason says, it doesn't matter about your style of play and your formations. I think it's just down to the fact that if you've got that end up giving those players that winning mentality. You're winning games week in, week out and winning trophies. It doesn't matter what style of play you're doing. As long as we're Glasgow Avengers and we're winning trophies, that's what matters. So, look, I'm just looking forward to a different freshness. I think this guy's got no affiliation with the players, really. I've obviously, I know he's got history with maybe likes so of Dester's, Matonjo and, and Raskin. Apart from that, he's got no affiliation with these players. So, it's up to the players now to show uh, what they can do. Because, like Mason says, it's going to be a massive overhaul in January. Because uh, these players will go out the door uh, quicker, sooner than, than later. Because... Uh, New managers and doesn't know them. And uh, it's not like the previous three managers where they've kind of known the players or the background staff. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be slightly different this year. I think you're going to see a little surprises here and along the way.
1: So, Scott, I'll, I'll give you the floor again then. What's what's your apprehension? Um, if that's the polite way of saying it around the Clement appointment, um, what's, uh, what, what's got to keep you up tonight?
5: It's exactly what Shona says. We might not have a style of play. He needs to have a style of play. I'm afraid, fuck him into his club. He's not got an option. He needs a style of play. Cause see, if he's not got a style of play and he doesn't get the the results for the get go, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. We're all going to sit and tap him. The whole Ranger support. We've not got we've not got time or the patience anymore to give this guy the time he needs to. to we know it's the right thing that that he needs today. And what I do they think he's going to bring a role is he's going to bring a lot of. Clarity, what the players never had under Michael Beale was, was clarity in how they were going to play. I do think he's going to bring that. I do think he's going to be a better figurehead for the club. Um, and I think that who's going to say and I think that what he's going to bring in terms of results, I think he'll find it. We've not had a manager like with with this pedigree since we can come back up for the championship. Gio had won a Geo had won a league in Eredivisie with Feyenoord, but we've not had a candidate like this since since when? Since Walter Smith come back, the second time round, really. Yeah. So I hope this works. I really, really do hope this works. But what I'm saying is, I, I wanted a style of play, which is why I wanted Muscat brought in because we, we know the the style of football works. And a new league, it's quick. It's it would have made the players uncomfortable as well. Um, what I think Clamont needs to do is he needs to rip the team apart and stick in certain starters every week. So in that right wing position, he needs to go for the Lovelace. the Lovelace. They too have shown that they're creative attacking outlets for us. Straight away just by one football match. That gave me so much more optimism as to t- Sam Lamers being played out in that position. It's not real. So he needs to go with one of them, two young boys. He needs to start Bailey Rice in the middle park. Uh, need to start building a team running these youngsters we need to get Haji back in January Samuel Hammers is they the good enough to be a Rangers player says it about Serial Dessers as well but we're hoping we're hoping for this guy we're hoping he's going to wave a magic wand and make Cyril Dessers score a shot through on goal it's not going to happen it's not going to happen the boy is short shot a confidence what a manager will bring is he'll bring a a certain degree of clarity in how his players are going to play how he wants them to play and I get what Davies saying in terms of overcomplicating formations and things like that, but that's just Fitba these days. That's the style of Fitba we've been used to watching for the past two managers now. At least Gerald did the same system he played every week. Bill and Geo liked their six to drop into centre backs, which is what with this with this manager I, I think he's going to do is he's going to push Tav high up the park and he's going to leave whoever left back is and to start as is a, is a back three. Kind of similar to what uh, Brenda done when they took over at Celtic the first time. He would let it right. He would let Lustiger, whoever, go forward and play Tierney in the back three. Um, so I, I think that's what we're going to see in transition going forward. But all you can do just now with this squad of players, bear in mind, everybody, right? This is the same squad of players that sold Stephen Davis short in his, in his first match as, a, as an interim manager for Rangers. This squad of players are serial losers. That's all they are. There's no winner in amongst, in amongst them all apart for Jack, Jack Buckland, because Jack Buckland's the only one to me is, that's came across, and the hard times that's come out with any pass marks, Seema as well obviously, Niddy seems to be wanting to try or put a bit of passion in for jerseys. jersey, as David was saying, so he needs to bring clarity, he needs to get the players fired up, he needs to put a few arses into a bargain to get his team playing again, and that's all going to start with a change of captaincy for me. James Tavernier, as I've said before, has lost Semi final after final after he's just not good enough to be Rangers captain. Good footballer, good player. He starts in my team every week, but he doesn't start right back. And he, and he, gets, he gets his ass handed to him in the dressing room as soon as if I'm manager and I walk in, I say, Hey, I'm sorry you've been a good servant, but this, is, this needs changed. This is getting changed and that's getting changed. This is the way I want to play it and this is how we're going to go forward on it. So, run over. <laughs>
1: So You've covered about 17 of my agenda points in the one, right? Sorry, Colin. <laughs> you're all good, but to bring it back to because, no, they're all really good points. But to bring it back to the one about style, there as well, because it is like when you are like we've been chatting in the, mm-hmm. in the WhatsApp chats, um, and as good points, do you want somebody with a set style of play to come in and you know that, that is, you know what you've got to build towards over the next two or three years? But for me, with that. So, Mustrat, let's just put him as an example. If it's Mustrat versus Clement, I don't think this group of players can play Mustrat style effectively. So, that's why to take time as well. What is going to take more time is it for Clement to find out how he can get the best out of this players, or for Mustrat to teach his players how to do something that they've not done before? Um, You know, I'm probably 50-50 on it. And I think a lot of fans are 50-50 on who we should have went for. But, Davey, what what I mentioned before the pod as well, um, we are getting fixated in style. And I think it's right. I I do think um, long-term you need a style. Yes, you want a plan B and C and D, but ultimately you need to know how to win football games and win leagues as well. I made the point offline that if we look at, uh if if it's one or the other, a manager's brand of football or a manager's previous success, what one do you go for? What's more important? The answer's always got to be success, but it's not as easy as that. I think the question to me is what's more, a more translatable skill, winning mentality and building a winning mentality or building a style of football. Because we need Philip Cromont to come in and do both. Um I suppose the counter argument to the fact that he's he doesn't have a set style is he has won three league trophies and probably I don't know Mason mentioned that I, I don't know if it's a more difficult league in us but it's bet definitely a better standard of football um in Belgium so that certainly gives me heart that he's won trophies and he's been a manager longer than five minutes
2: well the fact that the the Belgian league is one of the craziest leagues you can get because they play a full season, and then it comes down to about six games at the end. I believe that where they play round robin amongst the top teams, but the, the the fact is, I believe that the the teams that Clement had were actually in front in points when they went into the round robin, which which I think makes a big difference because I mean it's crazy for me when when the fourth team can can be points sixteen points behind. And still win the win, win the league. I think it's absolutely crazy, but that's the way they've, they've chosen to go. What I do want to do is, everybody keeps on about Tav moving forward. We've tried that before; it didn't work for a simple reason. A right back has always got players in front of him. When you move Tav up up front or into the, the sort of a wing back position, or the sorry the forward more forward uh, wing position. Then he's got to have his back to players as well. And Tav can't handle that. You've got to receive the ball with your back to a player, with a player at your back. And Tav can't handle that. He showed that the last time we tried it. And it was just a big flop when, when, when we tried it. So I can't really see why everybody thinks that playing Tav more forward further will be better. It won't be. Tav, he scored 107 goals, I think it is now. Is I, I doubt if he's made a, a hundred and seven mistakes that that uh that people keep chastising him for. He does make mistakes, yes. Tell me a boy that doesn't make mistakes. They all make mistakes. Tav is the common score, that's obvious.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash people today.
2: But he never was a brilliant defender. But the fact that he's so dangerous coming forward, I think, it is it, for me, he just stays it right back. Because I don't think you should take away your strongest uh, pawn when, uh, when, 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 just because now and again he makes a mistake. But, I mean, you, you've got to look okay, at. Golson, how many mistakes does Golson make over a season? Is he makes far more. That that's the first thing he needs to do at, at Christmas. And I don't know why we didn't bring in a centre half. In fact, we probably let a better centre half uh, go to Comarnock at the end of the season. The the young boy that went to Comarnock, he 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 started Kilmarnock with Comarnock with with uh, hardly letting a goal pass them. So, no, I think we we definitely need a centre half. We need to get... Yeah, I'm going to go on to my Lundström rant again.
1: We need to right, get rid so, of... See, there is shit going through Lundstrom. every player. Uh, there is And yes, I'm jumping in because Lundström's my, my boy. Right, okay, take my eyes on my Lundström. But I, I think... I, I I think you are right in saying these big players who have let us down time and time again. So to have goals in Lundström... But let's be honest, we could name about fucking 15, 16 Rangers players who let us down time and time again and... I suppose the question, Mason, is, it's a hard one because a manager coming in and these big players who should be leaders, whether you think they are the best player for the position or no, right, you know, I think that's a different, you should go into a different podcast for each player. Do you see a new manager coming up and shaking it up straight away? His first game, first quarter games, do you see him, Drop my captain or dropping a corner Goldstone or putting a Lonesome on the bench or whatever, do you think we'll see more of the same until he works it out at least? Or do you think he is the type of guy to come in and you know, buzz out, this is what I'm going for?
3: Well, I hope that he's done his, his homework already to be able to call I hope that he's, we obviously see the, the picture that he posted today. Um, have been watching games, and, and I'd like to think him going into training tomorrow, he's already got an idea of what players he thinks he can get You know, more out of. I think the sign of a good manager is when they get a tune-out, a current group of players, players that probably we're sitting here now and the support are saying, we don't see it with him. That's a sign of a good manager, and we haven't had that. We didn't have that at all under Michael Bill. I won't be told any different that he improved any of that squad. I think they went they went backwards under it. So that would be, be interesting to see. But in terms of coming in and picking that starting 11 for, for Hibs on Saturday, and if he drops the likes of Tavernier, Golden, he's got to go off what he sees this week in training. If Sterling is training really well and, 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 and he's flying, play him. The, the good thing about Clement coming in is he's got a clean slate. He doesn't owe these players anything, you know, he don't have no previous history with anyone in that squad. Um, so, as I said, with that, clean State, you just can't pick the best team that you've seen train that week. Um, and, and he should be looking at, at games this season when we've seen our captain, you know, perform poorly and, and Goldson's another one. You know, he might watch training this week and go, John Super, best position is a right centre arc, right, right hook man. You know, so that, that, that what he needs to do. I think the, the, the thing that frustrated me most was, was, was with Bill as well. We all said... Players, well, probably apart from you, Colin, um, we all said that, that players like Barisic and Lundström continue playing, will get in the sack, and he's stuck with them. So it's over to the new manager to work that out. I just hope he worked it out really quickly, and he's a lot more ruthless than the last two managers.
1: Sean, uh, a phrase I've used on that <laughs> is quite regularly as you can only pitch where the crop you've got and I find that certainly applies with Philip Clement where it's all fine and well saying, and by the way, I have been the I have been the biggest backer of John Lundstrom on this podcast and James Stavon here. But quite frankly, I'm at the end of my tether with him as well. I would love something to come in for them, but who? will like, you do John Sterling, yeah, potentially there. We don't have I mean Ben Davis and Connor Golson have both been terrible. John Souter being bit part, you know, are we saying that John Sutter comes in and plays alongside Leon King and we got to play 11 young boys? That's no, that's no the answer as well. Playing whoever played the last field game for the B team and just starting them against Hibson Saturday is, it's not going to get us anywhere. So, Sean, my, my answer to you, my question to you is, what what can we do? Who is, whether it's a, a young player or somebody out in the cold, who does deserve a chance? Cat Butland. I mean, just... like, who's who? I mean, Jack Boland,
4: <laughs> no, well, died. I, I Jack Bullen, Jack you're only the your only one that you can put down in the team sheet at right this moment in time. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think this week will all be about, about down to his man management skills and try to change the mentality of these players. And whoever plays on uh, on on Saturday, I think, like what like Mason said, there'll be a case of trying to find out these guys exactly what they're like in training and uh, who's the best the best fit for his formation coming this this week. So. I do expect some surprises within it. I think I do think though that Cavendish will, will finally start. I don't think you're going to you're going to drop your captain. I think he'll want to kind of just keep that core for the moment in time before he actually puts his stamp on it. I think he'll you'll see gradual things over the next week with the players. I think some of them are not due back from international football till later on in the week as well. So um, that might have an impact as well as injuries. Whether these guys are fully fit or whoever's be fit, that will obviously have another impact on on the way he sets up this team. But I think for me. I think what you'll find is that he'll he'll gradually put his stamp on the team. I think you'll have um, a few bits and pieces come the weekend, but nothing exactly major. And uh, what we'll do is I think um, he'll just have to find out what he thinks is right to win against Hibs at the weekend. And I think uh, we might see a few surprises in there. I think um, uh, you will see a few surprises, to be honest. I think there'll be people that will come out from the cold. Um, And it'll, it'll all depend on how the training goes this week.
1: And I'm all for that. I mean, players do need to start playing in their merit because I've seen a, a comment there and I think it might have been um, um Teddy Bear that he shared mention that the reason we have a new manager is because the team hasn't performed, so change is needed. And, you know, we go back, it's the same group of players that keep on losing managers' jobs. Um, Scott, a point I was going to come to was the January transfer window. Um, it's hard. It's um, hard. It, it, it's hard to see somebody like Philip Clement, with a, a pretty good stature in Europe still for you know for this level. He's he's not going to be shy of offers. Let's be honest. Um, he, does he come to Rangers with uh, with um, uh, without assurances that he can go and spend some money in January or um, the summer? Or has he been told he has to wait until the summer? That's what I can't quite work out. What I do think, though, is he has got a couple of players who could potentially be game changers, like Giannis Hadji and Alex Lillardy. Like you said, um, if Sam Lammers is not doing it, surely one of these boys can, and, you know, massive Giannis Haji fanboy over here. But do you think he's going to get the money to spend? Well, I agree with Davey, we need another set and a half, but when we've got Gross and Davy suit so all in decent wages, is he going to get that in January? Eh...
5: Hey. <sighs> I it's it's hard to tell whether he's. I mean, I don't think he would take a job if he was they promised some sort of funds. Um, I don't think he would have made any demands, but I think it'll be told. I think it would have been told or some sort of wiggle room. There. I think he's got to use what he's got basically. Um, initially for me, what he needs today is whether that's on loan or whatever is he needs to get about. A, so he needs to get a couple of wingers with some pace and eating. Because all we've got is uh, Sema just now. Matondo's injured, we should never be relying on Matondo anyway. Um he's a centre back to ultimately we've fell apart too. We've been we've crumbled far too easily a season when it's came A back. Um we've kept the most clean sheets in the league guy, but so many goals we've conceded is ridiculous. He needs to fix up. He needs to plug the gaps, he needs to figure out where we can see goals for. Um, so for me, he needs to he needs to go out and get. If it's for Belgium, fair enough. I mean, we've not had any, we've not really signed any bad players for Belgium recently, have we? You look at Sakala and eh, Raskin, etc., etc. If he's got contacts there to use, then good. Um, I think ultimately, though, it brings us on to needing a director of football. We need a structure in place. He's up. We need it. We need it. In place as soon as possible. And hopefully it's somebody that, um, that can strike up a good chemistry with Clement and can recommend a few half-decent players, because that's that's what we're of just now. The...
2: Can I just jump in there for a second, Colin? Absolutely. Clement comes from the French side of Belgium, so I would imagine he's also sat in French football, so I would imagine that he's also got a good knowledge of French football and, and... knows a lot of players from there.
5: The only reason I was saying that, Davey, is because the Belgian market's more appealing to us because we can take the, we can get players at a good price and sell them on for profit. If you look at at Raskin, Sakala, or um, them types of players, that was the only reason I mentioned the Belgian market because it's one we shop in quite regularly.
2: Yeah, I would imagine there's quite a lot of good French players that are that are not in the top teams that, that would wouldn't be a a, a really expensive. Uh, yeah, uh, so I think that I think hopefully he'll have he'll have a good knowledge of that market
1: as well. And David, just on that, kind um, of kind poses the question of the director of football. Do you see anything happening with that this week? Um, I think we're now in a good place where we've got a manager who's worked at that worked with that director of football structure in every club. So regardless who the director of football is, I think this manager will be able to you know, work well under that and you know, hopefully bring success. But the the club um at last point they said what a couple of said there wasn't a there wasn't much moving yet, no outstanding candidate. Again, I, I think I asked this question on Twitter about it. Do you want to get someone in straight away or do you want to get the right person in? What's more important? Because I I do kind of respect the club for coming out and saying that. That there's no outstanding candidate. So they're not going really to offer them to the job. Like, they're not going really to offer me the job just because I want it. Um, and I'm available to Away, much to my dismay, obviously. But what's more important?
2: Well, I think it was actually important to bring him in before they picked a manager. But obviously, that wasn't the case, and, and couldn't be done in the amount of time they had. Uh, at the end up, a manager became more important than a, a director of football. I think now that we've got a manager in, I think a director of football they can now take a little bit more time. To, to pick out a, a, a good manager, a good director of football. Obviously Shona mentioned this morning, I think it was Sam Jewel, was it you you called him, who's going to be be freed up by by Brighton. So if the, if there is a good one, I'd never heard of the guy before Shona mentioned him, to be honest with you. Um if if, if Rangers consider that he's going to be a, a good director of football, then then we've got obviously got to move quick to get him. If, if he he is losing his job there. So I think we can we can now getting a new manager is given us a bit of breathing space. I don't think they should rush into it. They should get the right man for the job, and it needs to be in well in time. Before the, the the winter transfer window opens, that that'll be his first main job to get players in in the winter transfer. But I think sorry one one thing I want to add as well. I think with Connor goals and Lundstrom players like that. Rangers need to get the this um, buy young and sell sell on quickly thing sorted out because this keeping players, losing the money on Morelos, losing the the, the money on all the players that, that left at, at, at that time, it was just a shambles and that's what we need to get going first. If you look, unfortunately, at the dark side of the, of the city, they, they have that far better than we've got. They're getting 25 million for players and, and we're getting what? 500,000
1: for our players. That needs to be sorted. Mason, the next point I do want to come and ask everybody about is <laughs> the, the expectation then. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a, a Rangers fan for me who grew up the, the tail end of the 90s is saying that he should win the Champions League next year and nothing less. Um, but in the short term, what does he have to get out of this season um, as a minimum? Um, we now have the League Cup ahead of us before we even play Celtic again we're still behind Celtic in the league but it's not a it's a big gap but it's not mathematically impossible uh, I can't believe it. I have to caveat that in October and we are in the Europa League in the shortest triple we'll come what's the minimum here and remembering I suppose I'm trying to balance out how starved we are for success, but at the same time, this is yet another manager inheriting a shit heap. The league cup
3: straight away, Colin. That that you know, we, we find ourselves in a position where we're in the semi final, and and the, you know, the biggest rivals are they're out. So he's got to win that, and, and and even just winning that, the confidence that could breed for him and and some of his group, and we've seen it. I think that gets well, well overlooked how important that first cup is, Um, especially now that finding ourselves with a new manager. I said that when Bill came in this time last year, he has to win that, and he failed miserably. So, if he doesn't get that straight away, the support's going to, especially as I said, especially them being out, are going to ask questions whether or not this is a squad that's just life at Rangers. He needs to win that, and then we just go, we go from there. As you just said, Colin, we're in a position where we we're seven points behind already, and you know, one bad result and it could could be ten points. It's just it's just incredible. But he just needs to settle the group down and, and quickly find a a team that he can get out there. And hopefully we're going to have Campbell Lawrence coming back in the team. They've got to be two players that go straight in there. Danilo, hopefully. And then you just you just hope that he can you know we see a, a different team. And I don't think this 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 Celtic team are are great. But we need to do you know our our business first, and we haven't put them under any sort of pressure, and they're already seven points ahead. So it's a, it's a
1: huge job for him, but the leap up, I'd say straight away, and then, and then we go from there. I know I hate saying it, and um, when because it sounds very fucking bitter when you're seven points behind them, but no, everything is Rose at Celtic, and you know I think even speaking to Celtic fans will tell you that as well. It's no, and and sure no, we're not getting beat off our beaters here, which is. Makes it all the more frustrating, but I'm seeing a lot of comments coming in for the listeners saying, you know, get a league cup as a minimum or two cups as a minimum and close the gap this season. I find they're already saying that it's maybe, maybe too big a job for a new manager to come in and try and do wonders. But, Amway Mason, you get the first cup of the season and you're still... You're still within touching distance. Anything can happen that same part of the season. I mean, what us, you see speak about it all the time. is why is the why Rangers put up so much focus on the League Cup. is why we've won so many League Cups, albeit no since 2010. It can do, like, just getting that winning mentality. And even the players who were here for 55, haven't they won enough? I think it will be massive.
4: Yeah, I think Mason's right. I think you've got to start building that winning mentality by winning that League Cup. Look, this manager's on pressure as soon as he's come in, in the door. I think even this weekend, the game against Hibs, we cannot lose that game. We just physically can't if we want to stay in the league. So I think for me, what for this season, I think realistically, if you're going to put it down, if you won the league, it would be an absolute miracle. I think at this moment in time, I think you'd be an absolute hero if we managed to get... Look, it's still possible. Do I think we could do it? Absolutely. Why not? Um a new guy in they're not they're not playing very well. I think they'll drop points, but the problem is we can't afford to drop any more. And that's that's a thing we kind of go into the double digits um and points behind them lot. So I think for me it's all about building that mentality from um, the get-go. I think that has to start with a win this weekend. We then roll into the Europa League. Is Europa League now a big thing for me? Probably not but at least it builds that that winning mentality if you're winning week in, week out. So look um, it's still a possibility. Like we can definitely obviously win this league. But I think for me the board will be saying to him we need you to win that league cup and we want you to win that Scottish cup that's two big trophies if you can win them in these first season then we're on to good stead if we go on to win this league guys i don't know about you but those celebrations outside i brought yeah, it will be brilliant so uh, once again after 55 so you no know, look for me it's all about building that and then i think um just to just to come back on the director of football i was listening to the rangers if you guys earlier on they're going to be asking the questions in the press conference on tuesday um, trying to drill into James Bizcoe, who is also going to be there on Tuesday. So, guys, if you're listening into the press Club, you probably find more about the director of football than that. But I expect our director of football to be in within the next month. Um, yeah, If not, by um, maybe in the next week or two. That's, that's just my, pure, my opinion on it. The good thing is, that obviously, with Clement, um, just touching on uh, previously, the good thing is he's actually worked with a really, really small budget in his previous clubs, and he's had really, really good success with that. So look, I think that's a um, good stage coming to our club. We're not going to have that much money. And David, the reason why we don't have that much money is because we're not winning anything. If we're winning things and we're getting into the Champions League year in year out, especially our coefficient co- co- points, we'll be getting more money. And obviously, we can go into the TV dealing that, but that's for another another podcast. But like, we're just obviously that's why they're miles ahead of us. This is why they've got honestly they've got millions and millions of pounds in the bank because they're winning things. We need to get back to that winning mentality. And if he can start that, winning this weekend against Hibs, then um, like just shows you a good stead. I think, he'll, as I said, it'll be a matter of time before he puts his, uh, his stamp on things. I think we will see a couple of bits, bits this week, um, but it just obviously depends on what players that we've got back for the weekends. But, uh, you know, look, um, I, I, as I said, I think um, it's imperative now that we do get a defensive football in Toronto.
2: I think that's a good thing about him, Colin, as well, and showing that the, 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 the Clubs he has taken over have been in shambles. Monaco was in a shambles when he took it over and he got them right back up the league. Unfortunately, he obviously didn't do that good at the end up of it. But when he took over, Monaco was a shambles. And I think Bruges was a shambles as well when he first took over. So he's used to to sorting out teams. So hopefully he'll, he'll fix the shambles he's getting hit with now.
1: Scott, just on the Elgin after expectations for this year one of the listeners teddy bears he he made a very good point momentum is key that's what we need to get for them and you know that it is for no even a new manager for any team um look at just looking at the next two games it's Hibs, then sparta prague we spoke about the league cup spoke about the league but we do have another four european games as well and i think getting a good run in europe getting through in europe that will do massive for this squad's confidence but our, my, my fear is if we get any drubbins or any embarrassments, they can set back any good, good work that we do domestically. Um, that's probably my only fear with the run of fixtures coming up.
5: Aye. Ultimately, that's what cost uh, Geo's job, was the, the Robins they got in the Champions League. And it's what cost Billy's job, because the drubbing they got off PSV, sets set the wheels in motion when you concede all that. All it as many goals as out in one game as Rangers will measure in it. It's he it needs to get off to a good start. League cups a bare minimum. Um needs to win a league. Unfortunately it's it's all it's all perfect course. It'll get a wee bit of slack on the league title, but one hanging needs to do is he needs to get a result against Celtic like a first opportunity. It needs to get off to a really, really good start. I guess after a good start, anything's possible. Put a wee bit of pressure on him, see if there are straps. Um Get a league cup in the bag, get a last thirty-two year over the League. Um just kinda just kinda go fair. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic with the guy. Um I'm not putting all my all my cookies in one jar yet. I'm cautiously optimistic, but we'll wait and see how it all goes.
1: And Davy, that's probably a good way to round it up uh, for the pod tonight, like cautiously optimistic. I think I've have that feeling where MD comes in because like you and I have and done these pods for too long now, you know. That, like, ah, my gosh I'm too fucking positive for my own good at times. Like, I need somebody to drag me down by the arsehole, the hairs of my arsehole to fucking say, like, no, wake up and smell the bait in here. Um, I mean, he yeah, has manage a manager, good pedigree, but we have been burned too many times before, and I think that's probably why, as a support, we, we you know, we, we'd. We do have this feeling of cautiously optimistic. As Ross put it really well there, but at the same time we need to have that patience that we've not found before either.
2: Yeah, well, the one good thing about him is that he's sort of a life in, as a Rangers manager is starting now, and I think the fans are now got over the build time, and I think we're ready to move on, and I think we've got to look at it positively. We've got, I mean, a, I think now's the time to draw the line and say, "Okay, guys, new manager in. Let's let's think positive," and that's the way we've gone. I, I like the way the guy. I, I don't know whether you've seen the film of him in the. I think it was uh, the the Hank dressing room where he was uh, where it was getting the, the the players all wound up because they had won the the league for the first time in 40, 42 years. Really, really nice bit of film. I, I really enjoyed watching that. That and that's the way it should be. And I hope hope at the end of the season that he's standing up in a chair in the Rangers dressing room telling them that uh, we've won. it's the first time we've won the league for a a few years so that's what I want to see and that's the way I'm going to go I'm going to give him a clean sheet he's not going to I don't think he's going to change an awful lot in the first few weeks he's he's obviously got to see the players first but he did say that he had watched all the games from the start of the season so he will have a good idea what's, what's wrong and what's need fixed no I'm gonna get positive. I'll even make that lighting John Lundstrom.
3: You're
1: a mute What a laugh, man. I had a belter there as well. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I've made an arse of myself, but um. I <laughs> I think that I'll keep it for another day. Um, I think it'll do us for this evening, folks. Um, it's been a good chat. Um, a massive thank you to everybody who's tuned in, listened, um, got involved in the comments. Always appreciated, as always. Um, just a heads up what's coming up in the pod. Myself and Graham were at Ibrox today uh, covering the women's game and speaking to Joe Potter and Rachel McLaughlin afterwards. So that'll all be brought together, clipped together and edited, and that'll be with you tomorrow morning. Um, also monday friday this week we will have the daily news show for our one pound subscribers so if you do want extra content one pound a month for up to five shows a week it's about 25 pence uh show fill your boots if no if you can give us a wee like follow or share wherever you get your podcast it's much appreciated folks um all that's left to do is thank my four wonderful guests I really enjoyed that tonight first of all mason stewart thanks for coming on mate always
3: a pleasure uh, colin um yeah nice to talk about finally getting a new manager and just thinking there, listening to David T speak just thinking season's got to start saturday um and I, and I know it shouldn't start in october it starts saturday and hopefully we can go on a, a long winning run and we can start being a lot more positive um so that's that's the hope um, that we're, we're only talking about uh, you know a positive rangers team <laughs>
1: As always, it's great to have you on. Shona, thank you very much for coming on.
4: Yeah, thanks everyone else for watching. Yeah, it's been a good week today. I think it's been like a bumper episode all five is on tonight, so it's been great. And I see curries in the in the chat tonight. So here's one for you, Curry. Just some more Belgian chocolate. Mm. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs>
1: Uh, brilliant scott thank you very much for coming on and presenting um your your slides as well the gallant few finally getting into 2023 um it's about time so i appreciate that mate
5: no any no problem colin thanks for having me i shout out to uh,
1: gary Mulroney for sending him over to me again Aye, oh, yeah, and um where can you find uh, yourself and gary on twitter uh, you
5: can find gary on twitter um i think he uh, is just look up in my Pull report, uh, official T40. You'll find them on there. some of his stuff. Really, really yeah. good decent stuff.
1: Happy days. Uh, go and give him a, a follow um Always, you know, never what to bum content. Um, always happy to share, you know, MD, um, there's no MSM um, helping each other out. So a massive thank you. Last but not least, David T, always great to have you on, my friend. Yeah, thanks. Uh
2: Really nice being on. And as I say... I'm going to try and be very, very positive. And hopefully it starts on Saturday and we go through the rest of the season. Listen, there will be bumps in the way. We're expecting that. But they, and the other side, will lose points. The fact is, will we lose more or hopefully not? When Bill came in last year, he got, he got us in a run of games, winning games. Unfortunately, couldn't keep it up this year. So hopefully... Blame all comes in and does it as well
1: yep and we'll be back with you throughout the week and we'll get live reaction from david thompson when clement announces lundstrom as a new captain take care <laughs> <laughs>